Thanks so much for listening to another podcast episode of Complex Identities. This is your host, Juan Marcos Bejarana Gutierrez. I took a little break uh, over the last several days because I've been working on other projects, but I was excited to get back to our episodes and our discussion on Christian anti-Semitism and specifically, of course, Christian attitudes towards the Torah. In our previous podcast, we had made mention of Justin and the dialogue with Trifo. We questioned whether Trifo was a real individual or not, a theoretical construct. Whatever the case, Lloyd Gaston provides us with something that we should consider. He states the following, Christian anti-Judaism did not arise out of a debate with the Jews, or with Jews, I'm sorry, on the Christological interpretation of the Old Testament. It also did not arise because Christians looked at actual Judaism and found something lacking. Christian anti-Judaism received its first foundational dogmatic statement in an attempt to solve an internal Christian problem concerning the relationship of the Christian gospel and Christian scriptures. It's an amazing statement. Now, the basis for his argument is partly found in the consideration of the church father's, uh, church father Tertullian's view. The idea centers on the intensification of Tertullian's anti-Jewish sentiments in his massive writings against Marcion. Marcion was a Christian, but someone who's designated as a Christian heretic. And oddly enough, it's compared to his work titled Adversos Judeos, Against the Jews. One might think that the latter's name implies that this work would reflect the most persuasive anti-Jewish argument. There was a critical issue to consider. However, Marcion had challenged the church and his teachings were based on realizing that non-Jewish Christians did not keep the Torah. Now, Marcion argued, of course, that the Hebrew Bible in, in reality did not speak about Jesus. Marcion argued that they were in fact two gods. One was Israel's God and the other was a distinct God revealed for the first time in the person of Jesus. Marcion authored the antithesis, or anti, uh, antithesis, contrasted the creator of the Hebrew Bible with those of the new God found in the New Testament. Despite the overwhelming rejection of his canon, because Marcion was the first quote-unquote Christian to put together a, a Christian canon, and alteration of the books of the New Testament, his philosophical view concerning Christian texts became the fundamental interpretive principle for understanding the writings of the apostles. And we can see this when we look at the attitude that we find in the epistle to Diognetus, written sometime during the second century CE. We read, quote, their sacrifices are absurd, their scruples about the Sabbath ridiculous, their vaunting of circumcision nonsense, and their festivals folly. And one of the key points that I've made over the series of podcasts is that when you ridicule something, when you mock something, when you marginalize it, you begin to set a pattern that begins to grow. And eventually something that is discarded um, will you know, ultimately be destroyed. And I think that this, this is the key connection to later anti-Semitism, especially in the medieval period. And of course, you know, coming to its full flowering, if one might say that, uh, in, in the modern period. Now, in Marcion's view, the Christian God, of course, is better than the God of the Jews. Now, a surprising result of Marcion's radical position, strangely enough, was that it created a division between Judaism and Christianity that the former, 
was left intact with its understanding of the divine, its sacred text, and even its different interpretation of the Messiah. That is to say that because Marcion believed that Judaism was completely different, it almost in a sense honored the distinctions that existed between Jews and followers of nascent Christianity. Now, William Nichols, one of the historians that I've mentioned before, uh, gives the following perspective. He says, Judaism, together with its Bible, and all its religious practices was not a human invention. However, but a revelation, though a revelation of an inferior God. This God, in, in the mind of Marcion, was real for Marcion, and Judaism correspondingly had for him a certain validity denied it by the Orthodox. Since Jesus was the emissary of the unknown God, it was understandable that the Jews could not recognize him. And in fact, he did not fulfill their messianic prophecies. It's an amazing statement because what William Nichols is trying to do is say, listen, if Marcion believed that the God of the Jews was separate from the God of Christianity, in some sense, that was actually a better reaction than what we find in the early church fathers because the early church fathers believed that Jews essentially were completely cut off because they had been unfaithful to the one true God. And so, oddly enough, the separation, the distinction, the rejection of the continuity between the Tanakh, the Hebrew Bible, and the New Testament as the church fathers held was actually in many ways beneficial to the Jewish people, at least from the perspective of Marcion, because it recognized that they were two completely different entities. And I think in that sense, it should cause us to consider whether sometimes individuals who espouse a very favorable position towards Jews are doing so in ways that preserve the integrity and the understanding of Judaism. One of the things that I mentioned at a lecture this weekend is that many times people who are eager to learn about the Jewish roots of Christianity often make the mistake to forget that Judaism has its own principles, its own ideas that must be understood on its own terms. And to take those ideas and simply use them to show that something has been fulfilled, to argue that something has been misunderstood, to convey a different message, anybody can do that. I mean, everyone is free to do that in a, in a free society. But it's important for those individuals to understand that Judaism has its own categories of thought, its own native understanding of itself and of the texts that belong to its tradition. And, I, and again, oddly enough, Marcion's views are more, quote-unquote, favorable in many ways towards Judaism. Now, William Nichols adds the following. He says, to say that Jews worshipped a different god was the contemporary equivalent of saying that Judaism was a completely different religion, but not a false version of the true religion. Marcion also saw that since Jesus was not the Messiah predicted in the Jewish scriptures, the Jews were not to blame for not accepting him as such. The church, in contrast, retained the unity of God and the grounding of its new covenant in the old, and this is sort of the tragic aspect of this, at the cost of denigrating and invalidating the Jews. Now, Marcion created the first rendition, as I mentioned, of what is now known as the New Testament. Marcion's insistence on a clear delineation between those texts he considered Jewish 
and those he did not resulted, resulted in what modern-day Christians would undoubtedly find a disfigurement of the New Testament's writings. While Marcion included Luke and ten letters ascribed to Paul, he did so only by editing and eliminating all positive references to Israel's sacred text. And I think the key issue that we have to consider and that Christians who are listening to this podcast have to consider is that while they retain Israel's sacred texts, do they, by their rejection and their belief that the Torah has been annulled, not simply for them, but for the people of Israel, do they, in effect, cause greater harm than what Marcion did in abridging and editing the documents of the New Testament?